0: This is the Everybody's Talking at Once Podcast for October eighteenth, two thousand twenty two. Welcome, everybody. To the Everybody's Talking at Once podcast, where we talk about everything by talking about games. I am Drew Messenger Michaels.
1: And that's it. He's the only one.
0: <laughs> I am actually alone. I'm talking to myself. You might hear me do some fun voices. Uh, <laughs> here, let me let me show you two of my favorite characters I like to do.
1: I'm Lucio Valentino.
2: And I'm LV Guts.
0: That's how they sound, because I am not a good voice actor. So we are here to do... The Quarterly Review, Volume 3. We're going to talk about what we've been playing in the time since the last Quarterly Review. We've sort of been alternating uh, me, Lucio, and Elle episodes, and then me, Lucio, and uh, and Franny episodes. I would like to get the gang all together at the end of the year, but everybody's busy. We'll see what happens. The important thing is we get to put some thoughts into your brains. Uh, people seem to like these, so we're going to keep doing them let's dive in.
1: I don't know if this is a too much of an under the veil thing, but I just have to ask when you say people seem to like these, is this actual feedback you're getting or is this analytics that you're looking at <laughs> actual feedback? I mean, if,
0: if you want to go behind the veil, the analytics are like, um, like the numbers are slightly uh, the numbers are slightly lower on, on these, which makes total sense because for these we get, you know, whoever the algorithm happens, uh, you know, to, to, to put it in front of, and we get our, our loyal listener base who we appreciate you. And then for the ones with guests, we get that plus someone who's just tuning in to hear that guest, right? So like, yeah, raw yeah. numbers are a little lower, but we've gotten a few comments, like DMs and stuff, just saying that like, you know, the dynamic's fun and all of that.
1: Okay, yeah, I was just curious because I'm a big old dummy, and I, we live in this world of you know constant algorithms and all that stuff. So I was just wondering. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah, no, I'm not. I'm really honestly not much of an analytics chaser about this show. I probably should be more of one if I want if I want this to like you know. Ever, ever not lose money, <laughs> but, but don't get me wrong. We super appreciate our supporters, and it helps it lose less money as we continue to buy equipment and you know and, and, and games and all that stuff. But yeah, no, it's this isn't about like optimizing for the market. Uh, we're we're like almost intentionally bad at that. Like how long we waited to talk about Elden Ring, for example. <laughs> it's more just like a few of the people who listen and care seem to enjoy when we just take a moment to take stock. Uh, so we're gonna keep doing that.
1: And if you like stock, then you should check out our uh, new sponsor, Cash Cat. Cash Cat is an all new app that acts <laughs> like a stray cat, looking for those uh stock choices that have fallen between I I I got nothing, but
0: <laughs> fallen between a, the cushions of the couch. And I've been with, listening
1: to a lot of Conan and I I love his plugs. They're just cat off the rails. <laughs> <laughs> no, just
0: pure from a from a different reality. Yeah. So good. So good. Okay, El, I think you were jumping in with uh yes.
2: Well, I was going to say that I think the biggest development in my game life Mm. is that we got a Steam Deck.
0: We
1: did, and that
2: has changed everything. That has changed everything.
1: Yeah, I actually want to hear a lot about the Steam Deck just before we even get into the games, uh, because it's still sort of an enigma to me. I mean, all all Steam products kind of are at their launch. Uh, I remember when the controller was a thing, I felt like maybe I'm just... Not on the right corners of the internet, or maybe I'm avoiding the right corners of the internet, but um, <laughs> I always seem to miss the buzz, but they, they seem to be making some pretty respectable products that they they then uh, abandoned, but uh, at any rate, <laughs> the Steam Deck for now seems here to stay, so yeah, what's, what's going on with this thing? It's awesome. It's extremely good, yeah.
0: I don't. We should say we're fans of the abandoned projects. Um, the Steam Link was always like it, it, streaming gaming is not our thing t- so much, but it was an impressive device. The Steam Controller, I mean, I think you used. I was one of the recently. few people
1: that loved that control. I mean, I still use it. I, I think it's great. I can see why people would have their you know hangups about it. It, it is sort of a a specific tool, um, but I, I really enjoyed it. I, I used it for almost all of my. Uh, from playthroughs until uh, just recently with Elden Ring, so mm.
0: and yeah, this I should I should say that's a good segue not to keep cutting you off, but uh, as I say across the table and across some coffee, uh, but the the Steam Deck is in many ways the successor to the Steam Controller because it has a lot of the you know it's got the little trackpad things and some of the quirkier aspects of the Steam Controller, but in a you know like a like a a, a Switch that's gigantic um, and can play anything. So yeah, so yeah, I'll tell tell us about your Steam Deck experience.
2: Um, well, for me, it's a game changer, huh? game changer, it literally <laughs> changes <the> game. <laughs> <laughs> um, what I'm hearing
1: is you've, you've disrupted the, <laughs> the gaming markets with, it's a whole, back. it's a completely
0: outrageous paradigm.
2: Um, so for me, I am like very, very sensitive to getting motion sickness, um, with first person games and in general like even just watching a movie on a screen that's too big i'm like Bleh. um which makes gaming a little challenging sometimes like even just watching Drew play games, sometimes I'm like, um, you can't watch me play the Portal games, for example. No, nope, cannot. The, 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 oh of the first did, person. Did,
1: did you ever? Did you ever go to the, like the uh, the planetarium or like you know any of those other places where they, they had like the IMAX screens? And did oh that yeah, just, no, like, destroy.
2: You? I no, I literally the last time that I tried to see a movie on a big screen that was like a crazy movie. Um, Was that Eternal
0: Sunshine of the Spotless Mind when we were teenagers? Yeah, uh, was
2: that? Was it it different? Michelle Gondry movie. It was definitely a Michelle Gondry movie. I literally (laughs) passed out. I fainted. Oh, I'm not oh yeah, that
0: might have been "Be Kind Rewind." It might have been the a later.
2: I don't know, but like I struggle to go to the movies unless I sit at the very back, and I know yeah. it's gonna be a movie without any jump cuts or shaky cam or like first person weird shots and whatever. Like I can I can God, watch a Wes Anderson film. Shaky cam is like exactly. No, like a Wes Anderson film's great. Like very still, very even, very <laughs> measured. <laughs> like every shot is symmetrical. Pop out an old Ozu movie in the house, we're exactly. good. But yeah, no, this no, modern no bright film. flashing 15, 15 lights, fifteen
1: second cuts of one person walking from exactly. the left side of the right. screen to the right side. Of the Perfect. Screen. <laughs> that Fucking I can handle. <laughs> green night baby. Yeah. Exactly.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, part of the issue is that like I the, the idea of playing a game on a big screen is like not a thing for me. Like to even ugh, like unless we're playing a fighting game where both of our characters are on one screen the whole time in profile. <laughs> like for me to play a game on the big screen is really tough. Even Mario Kart,
0: you know, which, which yeah, is a game you absolutely. enjoy when it's a split screen thing. It's it right. it a lot of visual well, like, information for you.
2: When I was a kid, it was not a big deal because it was on a little tube TV divided in four. Like, right? Know, right. Like, we, we think about
0: how much screen real estate and how many pixels. I guess we didn't think of it in terms of pixels. Yeah. Just how much resolution we right. had on those old TVs playing, you know, Mario Kart or PSO yeah. it's or Goldeneye or whatever. Right. It's remarkable.
2: So for me, I don't think I even realized that that was part of why growing up, like, Playing a game by myself was less appealing. Mm. Um, and like now looking back, it's like oh, too much visual information in my poor little brain. Um, you could have had
0: handhelds this whole time. I know. I All didn't those wasted know. years. I
2: didn't know. <laughs> but so yeah, getting the the Steam Deck means that like I now have a cute little screen that I can look away from and be grounded in reality and not get sick.
0: And that's the thing. It ain't that little,
2: but it's a <laughs> but lot littler I, than a TV. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Um, it's also the first time I've had like i also i I don't know i have like a mental block about playing games on my computer like that's hard for me it just feels weird um because i was never a pc gamer i
1: i actually understand that because before i you know built my rig i i was the same way i had buddies that played like back in the you know the right the early days of like uh half-life mods you know uh, Mm -hmm. team fortress of all that game
2: starcraft with a mouse and a keyboard i'm just like but that's not a game that is work my friends got Uh, heavy in
1: diablo 2 and i just didn't understand yeah why what there's no controller this is garbage so (laughs) but how do you control with no
2: controller so like drew's tried to enable me on the computer to be able to play like older versions of games i have enjoyed um and it's like never stuck. I've always sort of bounced off it because I'm like, mm-hmm, finish play. A so to game. Complete
0: your personal history. You went years and years without really having a laptop too much, or like not using it very much. Like you just didn't need it when you were like mostly doing like theater and stuff. But, you know, recently, semi-recently, we got you a laptop in your in your, in your more recent escapades and life and all of that. And I was like, hey, you now have Steam. You have my Steam library if you want. You have access to literally thousands of games right now that you didn't have before. We set you up with like an earlier Disgaea game. Right. And but I you went, were just like, it's me. on the laptop. Right, like, yeah.
2: what do I do? Yeah. So the Steam Deck has changed that as well. Now I can play what feels like a game on a game system of old games and you still have access to everything exactly just magic
0: well old games and new games right so often we would be watching like the cozy direct or the wholesome direct or something it's not called cozy direct although a lot of them are cozy games as a a matter of crossover and venn diagrams and you would say like oh that's so cool is that on switch and be like i mean maybe in a year or two right Right. but now you can play all (laughs) these like you know everything that comes out pretty Mm -hmm. much you can just
2: play yeah and, like, some of them are, like, cute little things that are, like, not a big commitment. Things mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. Capybara Spa that I played. And, like, uh... Talk a little I'm bit about I'm going to need to stop you spa. right <laughs> now.
1: Excuse me?
2: Capybara Spa. It's so cute. One.
1: What? Two. Yes. How? Yes. Three. <laughs> yes. Yes.
2: It is exactly what it sounds like. Yeah. It is you, what it says on the tin. Yeah. First of all. It's truth in advertising. You build a spa for Capybaras. And you help them be happy in the spa, and that is the whole game, and it is wonderful. It's about the pursuit of happiness.
1: Oh my God, yes! I it's it's sticker time. That is that is the first you heard it here first, folks. That is the first official (laughs) Itau sticker will be
2: coming at you. (laughs) It's about the pursuit of our launch. (laughs) Yeah,
0: Frankie was coming up with T-shirts last quarterly. This time we're all about the stickers, and there's our first one.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no. So like, again, and those are games that like. Probably aren't going to get ported to Switch because they're it's like small teams and like mm-hmm. it's little and whatever, but like I would not have taken the time to play something like that on my laptop, and now I can play them and they're so delightful. Yeah,
0: this is the thing about PC gaming that you never got to experience, which is just, which is just like anybody can make a game, right? Or a exactly. Program or whatever, Correct. because like the yeah. thing about the Steam Deck is you've got all of Steam, but also it's just Linux under there. So That's what I was,
1: that was going to be a follow up question. So I'm, I'm I'm assuming anyone, I mean any device can be turned into a uh, redacted emulation device. Um, And uh, so I was curious about, like, yeah, are you able to access, like, your um, itch library as well or – Like other stuff. Yes. It
0: takes a little bit of doing um, to to get everything set up. But there's there's um, there's there's basically. uh, So so when we talk about emulation, we're talking about uh, what Valve accidentally forgot to to (laughs) deny that you can do, which is put straight up, put emulators on on the Steam Deck and put them in your
1: Steam library. For those who don't know, did they forget?
0: Yeah, no, they did like hilarious. a promo thing yeah. for like, hey, the Steam Deck, you can just order without a wait list now, and one of the and there screenshots. Was a screenshot, yes. no, no, had...
1: no, no, that was that was that was, I was. Being oh, I see. Very, You very were being suspicious. mega specific. <laughs> yeah. Was... <laughs> yeah,
0: for those who don't know, there was a screenshot with specifically Yuzu, which is a Switch emulator, like the most taboo <laughs> current gen on the screen, and then they kind of you know quietly, they quickly went, replaced Whoops. it with like I think Portal Two or something. Um, so, so when we talk about that, like yes, the Steam Deck can do that, but also there is a Windows, you know, emulation tool built in, so games that are not specifically built for Linux can be played through you know through steam right stuff that isn't specifically for steam os that also means yeah you can stick your itch games on there i managed to get final fantasy 14 running on there with a little bit of with a little bit of to do even
2: though you'll never be able to read I mean, any of the ui well oh do yeah. the ui of,
0: <laughs> well, i didn't say it was a good idea i just said that i did it uh, i was so concerned with whether i could i didn't worry about whether i should uh, but that's the thing you have unlimited power to a certain degree uh with with your steam deck which means i
2: am um, also now playing An old Animal Crossing game, which is very fun. Let's talk about the fully taboo shit. So,
0: you specifically have Dolphin on there, one of the finest emulators ever (gasps) created. Yeah, I know. I know. Scandal. I mean, in the video game (laughs) Minecraft, you have Dolphin on your Steam Deck. Uh, This is not, this is not, this is fiction. Um, In Roblox, you have a Minecraft, which, (laughs) but let's, in the hypothetical world where people actually emulate things and where intellectual property is not the most sacrosanct thing in existence, tell me a little bit about your experience with Dolphin
1: is this the, the so you're talking about the I'm trying to remember the first animal crossing game was that the... this is
0: the very first one so this one came yeah. out on N64 in Japan but because we didn't have the 64 disc drive we didn't have the accessories it didn't come out in the west until the GameCube era
1: oh this i was going to say this this predates the the GameCube release cuz that was the first one i was thinking of
0: the GameCube release was the first one in the west but it is basically the version that came out on 64 uh, in mm-hmm. Japan more or
1: less so this
0: and
2: it is delightful and i love it and it is a good sort of anecdote to the cozy games I play now, because it's, you know, it's one of the ways it's all started. and It's, a, it's
0: an anecdote, an antidote, and an antecedent. It's
2: yes, all it's things. all of them. Yeah. And it's so fun.
0: You know what jumped out of me? So we're we're doing, like, multiplayer in the original Animal Crossing was different, right? Like, in, in the new one, you can, like, you know, go online and visit each other's uh, towns and stuff. There was no simultaneous multiplayer in the original. The intention was just, like... Everyone in the household playing on the same GameCube could log in and like you could have multiple towns and multiple memory slots. Multiple houses. But also, yes, yes, in the same town, multiple human players could just live there logged in at different times. So we've been doing that. We've been sharing a town. And it's been cool after after oh. devoting after our devoting hours to the new Animal Crossing uh, during lockdown. Like a lot of people, going back to the original has been really interesting. It's pretty different. Mm-hmm. Like, it's interesting how many of the mechanics were there from the jump, but it's also interesting tonally it's super oh, yeah. different. Very. Much. It's like, I mean, tell me if as you've been going, you agree, but I, I find it outwardly hostile oh, yeah. in a way that... <laughs> That the later
1: ones really yeah, aren't
2: it's hilarious in, in terms um, of
1: in terms of like upkeep, kind of like the like the Harvest no, no, moon no, 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 just the way stuff, the or...
2: actual characters treat you, oh, it's like they're very no. funny. Oh, okay. the villagers are
0: are messy drama, and sometimes they'll be too angry to talk to you. Yeah. and just like the way Tom Nook is approached is very oh, yeah. much like you are trapped in capitalism. <laughs> like like he he'll, he'll actually say stuff like, you know what happens to people without money? They don't get houses <laughs> like. Oh, like it's, It leans more into that, like, satirical, like, there's a slight nightmare to being a young adult in the world kind of thing.
2: Yeah. One of my favorite things is that um, there are Pelican characters that didn't exist in the new ones that I love very much. They're very cute. Um, And they work at the post office. And the post office is where you pay off your mortgage um although they don't even <laughs> call it a mortgage they call it a loan um a loan. and the first time you pay they go you're actually paying him back nobody well, well, okay so there's back? there's two pelicans there's daytime pelican and there's nighttime pelican and daytime pelican is totally kind and sweet and adorable nighttime penguin is like the sassy old waitress at the like 24-hour diner it's like, funny
0: i didn't grok that as two different pelicans i grok that as the pelican being totally oh, no, 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 over no. it by the end of names. the day they okay. have
2: different <laughs> names they are it's two like a hot fuzz situation pelicans. where there's
1: actually they're actually twins and uh (laughs) you didn't you didn't realize it exactly Uh, exactly
2: but no yeah if you if you go to the post office at night and sassy uh you know overnight waitress pelican is there i don't remember her name um she Uh, literally like yeah so she has like little thoughts in parentheses while she's talking to you and literally (laughs) says like oh man like it's a customer like this sucks and then she's like great what can i do for you And you're like, oh, I want to pay Tom Nook, and she's like, in parentheses, like, what? Who the fuck pays him? Like, (laughs) (laughs) she's like, okay, whatever. Like, how much do you want to pay him? And then she sees how much you owes, and she's like, oh shit, ouch! Like, that's wow! Like, (laughs) there's a lot more of that. And I I think
0: when you get your first loan, Tom Nook says that if you don't pay at least a thousand bells a week, he's going to send what is it, the the raccoon goons after you. And then he's like, just
2: kidding. (laughs) Yeah, it's an empty threat as far as I'm aware. Yeah.
0: But the game is much funny. more threatening. Yeah. And just the, the fact that the villagers have messy drama. They're, they're pretty and they're chill like, in it.
2: And they're mean to you. It's very funny. So, like, the first time I got stung by a bee, I was like, oh, I remember in the, the, new, Horizons, the new ones, yeah. like, all I had to do was go talk to a neighbor, and they were like, oh, no, your face. Let me teach you how to make medicine so you can fix your face. And in this version, literally everyone just goes, holy shit, what's wrong with your face? Get the fuck away from me. <laughs> and no one offers you help. Like, yeah. it's hilarious. When they ask you for a favor. They oh, say wow.
0: shit like, try not to disappoint me completely yeah it's so funny
2: <laughs> like can i trust you with this and you're like damn like wow i i tried writing a letter to somebody the first time because like mm-hmm. it keeps telling you like oh everybody loves to get letters and people save their letters there's like a big emphasis on these letters so i was like all right i'm gonna try to write one of these villagers letters and see what mm-hmm. happens and i just like kept it short and sweet and i was like so happy you moved to my town and blah blah, blah. you're one of my favorite characters i sent you a piece of fruit as a gift and but the response I got was like, "What the hell? Was, you call that a letter?" Like, I I like getting mail as much as the next girl, but like if it's not long enough to mean anything, then why bother? And I was like, "Holy shit! Like, damn, okay, like." You read the letter, but you're also reading the letter. Yeah, I got read. Um, so, yeah, it's just a very different game. It's very funny. This
0: is an experience you, that I think uh, Luce and I got to have earlier as, in our in our gamer lives that you have not gotten to have until now, which is to go back to the earlier parts of series you like and see right. the differences. I mean, like, you've been playing an early Fire Emblem, too, yeah. and that's and, and seeing the rough edges there, and just how, like, maybe the, the stuff you love about the new ones wasn't as present in the right. old ones. Like, yeah. just those differences and, you know, what it is to pick something up, check it out, get yep. a vibe and maybe put it down although right. you've been sticking with og animal
1: crossing. Yeah, yeah
2: yeah it's just so funny
1: i'd be really curious to see like a tim rogers like level deep dive because like i i'm listening to you explain this and it seems like it's just a completely oh, yeah. different like philosophical approach to the the, the inner workings of this game I, and i wonder how much of that would be because I'm, I'm assuming if this was something that was uh unreleased is this like a fan um uh, uh, a translation. No, no, no. This, this this did come it's out in the US. Version, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. so this did come. Okay, okay. That's what I'm trying to follow because, like, it's just, it's, yeah, yeah it's, it's just, very, yeah. Funny. I'd be really interested to see why this one stands out this way or if they, I mean, Tom Nook, as, you know, sort of the, the, uh, the, uh, uh, critique of capitalism, like the way I've heard about it, the way he's portrayed now versus the way you guys are describing, I wonder if this one was, like, kind of more of a satirical farce of, like, what was perceived to be you know, more Western oh, like, uh, yeah, yeah, interpersonal yeah. relationships mm. and like, you know, like our sort of version huh. of capitalism. Yeah. Cause this is, I mean, it's funny cause I'm, I'm hearing all this. And I'm like, well, I mean, Yeah, I guess if you live in like you know L. A. or like you know New York or these like you know these dense urban areas where it's like if you did go to your neighbor's house and you had this big old swell, you probably would get a like, (laughs) (laughs) Like, you know, like especially they don't know you right. right? (laughs) Like
2: (laughs) it actually is really funny you say that. But one of the things that I've like even like the way that things are phrased is very different. Like when you go to talk to a neighbor in the newest version, it's like sometimes they'll just ask you for a favor. Like you don't. Like, as far as I recall, like, your, you know, talking options are, like, either continue to talk to this villager or end the conversation and leave. When you initiate a conversation with the villagers in this version, you have more than that. You have an option that's, let's talk more. You have an option that's, let's, I- I'm going to end this conversation. Or you have an option to, quote, ask for a job. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: And yeah. they literally, like, will sometimes <laughs> oh. say,
2: like, oh, yeah, yeah, like, I forgot that someone borrowed my comic book, go get it. Or we'll actually, a food, really huh? funny one is, yeah, like, pretty much. Uh, there's literally once in a while it'll say, like, oh, yes, I left my Pokemon Pikachu with, like, its little trademark, like, at someone's <laughs> house, like, it's very funny. Um yeah. So it's just like the framing of that is very different um, mm-hmm. than in the new one where like sometimes they'll just ask you for a favor, like, oh, could you help me with this? And this is like, no, I need a job. Um, likewise, the funniest thing was that like the first day you log in and start your your town, um, before you can do anything of your own. Choice, you are literally an indentured servant to Tom Nook for you're like a de- whole day. You're in dead p- peonage, your first day in yes. the game. He makes
0: you put on a uniform. Correct.
2: He gives you a uniform with his name on it and just tells you to do a bunch of things before you can do anything of your own will. <laughs> it's very funny. I was like, oh wow, so gosh. we're just an indentured servant? And he, he like, right.
0: says that if you like dally on the way to getting this stuff done, he'll know. And, and like, he does.
2: He comments <laughs> if you take too long.
0: And if you t- did you take that was, off that the uniform like as soon as thing work was done
1: of those games, right? Like that it would track certain like. Mm-hmm. yeah way, that was like, the
0: magic the gamecube era was all about that it had like uh was eternal darkness and whatever like that it was noticing more stuff than you thought it was you know i guess yeah. maybe starting with metal gear solid that became a thing but this uses that totally. to make tom nook you know the the, the panopticon yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> so it's been a trip um i've enjoyed it very much um and yeah as uh, drew mentioned i also have been giving an early fire emblem a try Um, And that's been interesting. It's just very different. Um, I don't know if I'll stick with it. Um, The craziest thing is that I, you know, was getting started and it just throws you in very much like a new Fire Emblem, but in a way where like you don't really know anything about any of the characters, which is very different. Like it's so character driven in the newer ones. The latest Fire Emblems know that you're there for the people to a very high degree. And this is just like battle, 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 battle. Um, which, you know, I like the battle system of the game and then the battle system has changed very little. It's very yeah. much the same. So that's cool. And I'm like, Oh, great. Yes, I understand. The big
0: kind of distinguishing feature of Fire Emblem Battles is that there's always counters. Like mm-hmm. there's always a counter attack to an attack, both, you know, that you're doing and that you're receiving. So that, you know, that adds a whole layer of strategy basically.
2: Um, but the crazy thing is that like, I kept after each of these battles, I was like, cool. So like, when do I get to like meet a blacksmith and repair my weapons like is that gonna we be a looked thing it up and it was like chapter 12 And i was like holy <laughs> shit what like because like all the weapons like literally every time you use it is like you know you only get so many uses with each one of them before the weapon breaks and there's no place to buy weapons or fix weapons yet and i'm like so <laughs> how do i do things if these weapons break because i just have to hope to find a new one like, okay. So that's a little stressful. Um so I'm not sure. Yeah, it's but it's interesting. Um also the permadeath thing doesn't have like a back button on it yet in this version that I have found. Again, fireball like Fire games later. have
0: permadeath. I think no, I think maybe um I think you could turn it off in Awakenings, the 3DS yeah, yeah, ones, yeah. but I think Three Houses introduced the rewind feature. Right. You can, you can keep permadeath on, but you can also go back a few turns, right. like so as a it limited gives resource. You, it
2: gives you the mm. chance to have like a redo button because your character can essentially time travel or stop right. time or whatever. Because they became like. aware
0: that if you have permadeath on, what most people do is if a character dies, they
2: reload their last save. Right. So, you know. So, yeah, like that's intense that that is not an option in this version. Like I just have to save scum. Um, yeah. And I learned that the hard way. Oh, no. I was like, surely not. And then I was like, mm, no, I definitely just lost my only healer. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Which, again, that's an interesting game state, but that's a great example of like a situation old RPGs let you get into that newer ones right. don't, that maybe it's better that they don't yeah, overall.
2: Yeah. So I just had to like, you know, go back um, yeah. quite a bit. But, you know, it is what it is. So, yeah, it's been it's been a big a big year for me in terms of my like overall gaming experiences. Yeah. Um Rune Factory, right? That was the big that was the big other one that I got into deep. Um it's not that new. That's the thing. This was Rune Factory 4 that I was playing, right? I mean like six is about is has been announced, so yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, it definitely feels a little older, like just from the quality of it. Um, but that's been super fun because it was one of the uh like stardew types of games that I had not played yet. That's like sort of a definitive of the genre
0: (laughs) stardew Um. likes meaning there is farming and animal Mm -hmm. what like capturing husbandry just 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 capturing just
2: capturing yeah and like raising and helping them help you and stuff um and then also like like a weak-ass dating sim um (laughs) it's all the stuff and then dungeons like it has all of the same elements but it's high fantasy Mm -hmm. instead of like you know just mundane life Mm -hmm. um but yeah it was fun it was cute the farming was, like, very intense and in-depth um, in a way that was, like, a little bit tedious for even me. Um,
0: and you tend to enjoy the tedium, of that, a tedium of that particular genre. But it
2: was, like, you know, it kept track of the soil quality of each square of your plot to, like... <sighs> Holy oh shit. yeah yeah I'm like one <laughs> okay of, dwarf fortress <laughs> seriously and one of the tools you get is a magnifying glass so you can look at the soil of each plot and keep track of like what's doing what and you have to like, harvest the seeds and replant them in better soil to like up the quality of the vegetable every time you do that so like yeah i mean it's insane it's really intense i so
0: love the image of your little anime avatar like you know bent over with a magnifying glass in At front the of the soil. soil yeah
2: um but that is that is more or less the idea um so yeah those have been my big my big updates
0: did that did that answer your questions in regards to the steam deck dude or, or, or <laughs> I mean, did, yeah, do you have a million like more questions
1: no, I mean that that seems pretty pretty uh self-explanatory and so far as like it being just another tool that people can use and I hadn't really given much thought to I I have a I think a few people I know who um struggle with motion uh sickness and it hadn't occurred mm. to me that it could one of the things could just be the scope that yep. they could um actually just approach, you know, the games that would otherwise uh make them feel lousy just by, yep. you know, downsizing a little bit.
2: It's good stuff. Uh,
1: the other
0: problem yeah. it kind of elegantly solves is we're currently in the midst of resolution creep, right? Mm. We're past the HD era and people have 4K TVs, we do, and now there are 8K displays out there as well. And I'm sure I'm sure higher than that is coming. The Steam Deck has this little 720p screen, which is totally fine at the size it is. And that means the the you know the uh the settings for the games can otherwise be pretty high, right? So you can get like a good experience on a smaller screen with you know without having you know it's more horsepower than a switch obviously but it's a heck of a lot less than a, a gaming pc or even a gaming laptop
1: right right
0: so yeah steam deck good like it
1: yeah yeah i mean is it uh i i don't i haven't even like i said looked into the overall reviews and stuff like is it pretty much available at this point or is it still backlisted uh it is now well really,
0: they announced it was available whether it then immediately sold out i haven't checked um that's probably a very knowable thing uh, which I will put in the show notes. But yeah, I think they're just gettable now. Um, and there's different models, and I believe the only difference is the internal hard drive, like whether it's you know big and whether it's fast. But it also, you can just stick a nice, fast SD card in there, and that's pretty much what we've been doing, and it performs quite well.
1: Oh, awesome. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I can't, as of now, see any reason to have one for myself, but I mean, that sounds pretty cool. I, I might talk to a buddy about that, because there's some stuff I think I've wanted to play with my friend that, uh, like I said, just for logistical reasons... Didn't work out. Yeah, totally. As
0: long as we're talking about recent toy acquisitions, uh, we also got a play date in the house. I've been playing that more than you have. Are you aware of this thing, dude? It's like a little little console uh, with a one-bit screen, but like super high contrast that people make small games for?
1: No. I'm completely. Unaware.
0: It's good. It it's a it's a cool thing. Um, it it was also hard to get and supply chains and all of that. But it's it's like you can just get games mostly on itch and sideload them really easily. But there's also kind of like a seasonal subscription model where like you just get a bundle of games. Like the first season of games, you know, two new ones every week just came with the console, and some of them are by relatively you know known. Uh, quantities in game design. There's one by Bennett Foddy. Uh, there's one by Keita Takahashi, the Katamari guy, and they're just kind of weird, experimental little games. I've I've been digging it a whole lot. Like, you know, they're not all my new favorite thing, but it's just been a cool way to like dip into. As someone who likes to play a lot of uh, a lot of weird little games, it's been a pretty cool thing for me. And it's just it's a it's a darn cute device. It has a crank as a as a an <laughs> oh additional input option, which is sort of the big gimmick. Um. Yeah, and it's funny. I think in the initial batch, no one made a fishing game because everyone assumed someone else already had. <laughs> um, but yeah, like the Kata Takahashi game, you're like using the crank to like make a little um, little clockwork or, or wooden uh, uh, dude like run at the correct speed and like duck under things. And it's, yeah, there's just a lot of little clever experimental stuff like that. Um, it's pricey. It's definitely like a luxury object, but as like a weird little bespoke art object, it's it's a pretty neat
1: thing. I dig it. So what you been playing, dude? <laughs> uh, oh God! I mean, I guess uh, I, don't, I
0: don't ask this question to embarrass you.
1: <laughs> not... No, 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 no. I was just thinking about like what I, where to start because there's really only two I can think of. But one of them, there's a lot to say, and the other one is more of a just kind of general overview. So I guess we'll start with the general overview. Uh, I've been yeah. playing the, as my uh, six-year-old calls it, the scam game, uh, Splatoon Three. Uh, he calls it a scam because it's just Splatoon Two. I just play. I just paid for Splatoon Two and got. You know, a different fancy three at the end of the title. I believe Obviously, he once conceded that it was basically DLC, um, just overpriced DLC. <laughs> yes, uh, I would argue less so than the way that uh, Overwatch two was handled. But uh, <laughs> for starters,
0: I, because you can still play Splatoon two, and for that matter, one, whereas Overwatch one, you know, unless a gray server pops up, is just gone, nuked.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, uh, Splatoon three is is very good. I mean, it addressed the more kind of uh i guess mundane um quality of life issues i had with the second one i didn't play the first one but i'm assuming it was also the same issue just that we couldn't uh uh party up um and be on the same actual team i mean we could party up but you know we would it would um, put us on different teams if depending on you know whatever factors go into matchmaking uh, but now it actually keeps us on different teams and yeah, the aesthetics are as lovely as always. And uh, we haven't quite gotten into the height of fashion yet because I think it's still new. So there's probably, you know, limited uh, variation to the number of outfits that people can have and all that jazz. But uh, yeah, so far I'm really like it. It does feel like the guns were pared down a little bit, which I actually appreciate. Um, the two just, I think, didn't you, you got like new weapons all the way up to, I think, level. 99 or something mm-hmm. like uh they kept adding stuff they got pretty which, which wild I assume they'll do in again. terms of <laughs> but yeah i mean yeah i, I mean yeah, I, I didn't see i wasn't there for the whole life cycle of two so i don't know if this is how that started as well um but so far i'm liking yeah the the sort of simplicity of it and um yeah i don't, I don't yeah. really know that there's a whole lot else to say about that one just because it, it is i mean my son is not wrong in that it is just uh you <laughs> it know it's just more splatoon, splatoon two it was just more splatoon but i mean as far as it being uh, one of the few games with a you know more relaxed competitive approach and uh where we've been playing with uh, our our buddy the enigmatic ben who um he we we also play destiny with him and so he's very and his time is limited so he's very much about you know um, Achievement, getting, making getting sure good. that he's optimizing his time in the best way possible. And so as a result, he kind of plays Splatoon wrong in a sense. Like he, he's thinking about, you know, um, what do we need to be spending? It's like, no, you just, you just play the game and you're, you know, eventually you get things, but it's not, it doesn't require as much. Um, uh, forethought as like uh, you know mmos where you have to really think about like well which activity should you be doing and how does it spill over into this activity and what are my resources and blah 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 so right um, right he for yeah, example it, he, really... he
0: walked into the clothing shop day one and just bought every as much as he could afford because he's like well i want everything eventually oh, so
1: <laughs> he, yeah I, I, I yeah as I opposed to like that.
0: picking some things he wanted to wear <laughs> like he was just like well i mean the goal is to have every <laughs> single piece of clothing so this is how i start <laughs>
1: Yeah, so I mean, yeah, I mean, it's one. It's so like, yeah, it it definitely is one of those games that yes, it is more of the same. But when that's a good thing, and I'm, you know, Elle plays a lot of these cozy games, which I where I assume that's you know probably not a dissimilar uh, quality to them. That you know you are kind of just it's kind of like more content of the same. And I would, I mean, not having been played many cozy games myself, I would assume that they don't really uh, shake up the formula a whole lot when they uh, yeah make new ones.
0: Yeah, there's usually there's often a twist, but the core stuff, you know, when you when you've planted one row of flowers, you know, the next row of flowers you plant is not going to be 180 degrees different, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I've, I've been really enjoying Splatoon Three. I mean, have you? Did you play the first and second ones? Like, I did. Your, yeah, but I've been playing it?
0: them all, and I th- I really like them. I think they have, like, I think Splatoon Three has made a lot of low key changes. Like you said, the pool of weapons is a bit more thoughtful. The progression is is modern in both good and bad ways. The fact that you have, if you played previous Splatoons, you have these little golden tickets that you can use to get a weapon that's past your level lock. Early, so if you know there's a weapon type you really like, you can just like commit to it. uh, But it also encourages you to maybe try something different because you get, you no longer buy weapons with money, you just buy clothes with money. In the previous games, you had to like make a choice between a weapon which could actually help you perform better versus style which is kind of what you're there for. So separating that is smart. Right. On the bad side or the potentially bad side, there's now a seasonal catalog you have to level up, so it does encourage you to play kind of a lot of Splatoon. Um in, in a, you know, it's it's not insidious in like a battle pass Fortnite kind of way because the catalog doesn't cost extra money, but it still has some of those same psychological hooks. One thing about the Splatoon games that I think is maybe under discussed Is the story aspect? Uh, Splatoon is very much a series about competing and about style. Splatoon is very much like also though about like being a young person in a world that's clearly ending. (laughs) And I think like even you can see it from two to three. Like the world, maybe just because you're out, you're out of um, you're out of Inkopolis. uh, But it it seems like you're you're getting to see that the world is in an advanced state of falling apart. And I, I I think that's part of what makes it resonate, like the idea of Having an identity and like being with other people despite everything being like not necessarily ignoring that everything is going to shit, but but finding a life even so, I think is like an underrated or under discussed again part of the aesthetic. Because gee, why would that appeal, you know, to people right now?
1: Yeah, so yeah, Splatoon yeah, no, I think, yeah. uh, I mean, I, I as, I, as you were saying that, I was thinking, I don't play enough games to really uh or, or comment but i have i feel like there's there's a good chunk of media whether it's animation or um video games uh i'm thinking of those two things specifically because they sort of target that demographic of uh, overlap of like you know young you know sometimes often children and you know young adults <laughs> and even older adults um you know that were there at the advent of both of these things or at least the, the advent of their um ubiquity and like you know mainstream media uh, all that to say that there does seem to be this this backdrop in which there is often a, you know, world ending or world in the process of ending or world already ended um, uh, sort of environment. But at the same time, kind of like what you're saying, like usually that is a backdrop to people uh, working out uh, more interpersonal issues rather than like grandiose. Like, I mean, there there's often an element of like you got to save the world kind of thing, but. You know, at the core, like, okay, so I'm being more uh, obtuse. So shows like, you know, Adventure Time, uh, maybe to a lesser extent, Steven Universe, um, and then games like you're you're talking about, you know, the Splatoon aesthetic. It is interesting to hear you talk about that, that there is this sense of uh, kind of impending, you know, end to society as we know it. Um, you know, Adventure Time is post-apocalyptic. Uh, Steven Universe deals with, you know, the precipice of that. But again, like these shows are not really about those things. They're kind of about more like, you know, uh, communities and, um, relationships. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I don't like, I don't know that I have a, a solid, <laughs> um, yeah, point yeah. to go on, but I'm, I'm kind of just building on what you're saying, which is, yeah, that, that, that is, uh, has become more of a, um, a, uh, I guess backdrop being the key, the key, uh, component here because a lot of previous media, I would say like in the post, you know, cold war, uh, era not not meaning that we're over but you know meaning that since it started dealt with the end of the world as a you know front and center whereas now it's like hey (laughs) I hope this doesn't sound too you know nihilistic or cynical but like if we take that as a given what's important now well it's you know it's relationships it's you know how we choose to live our lives and you know uh, I don't think that's to the point of like discounting what we can do about the actual you know uh, existential and tangible stuff that we're facing, but it's more like, you know, it, it almost seems to be like in defiance of this idea of like, well, should we just be miserable about it all the time? Or can we, you know, uh, have both, you know, like live our lives and also, I I don't know. Like I said, I'm kind no, of just grasping no, straws No, here, no, no, no. no, is, no the, I, I feel like there is something there to the more recent wave of like, uh, of that, that particular aesthetic, you know?
0: No, I think you're right. I think, and, and you know, as far back as Final Fantasy VI, I guess um three in the west originally there was that notion of like okay well the the world ends the bad guy wins but then what right there is stuff after that and i think this modern some people call it hope core right like the steven universe aesthetic is like you know in steven universe you change people's minds and then thereby you kind of save the world in adventure time i think like the world is maybe not savable it's just like all about what happens next and how things get weird but also are still beautiful and i think there's something to that right because i think like You know, a lot of people try not to think about it, but the world as we know it is ending. And, you know, to say that out loud can feel nihilistic, but it's like, we can do better next. I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of room for improvement.
1: The way you said it, you know, the world ending more like, you know, with the caveat, as we know it, is more like, well, so then what, like, yeah, what comes next? What, you know? What do we focus right, on right. next? What can we make better? And the, Yeah, the, the
0: rough edges that... We were talking about the rough edges of Animal Crossing that got uh, maybe, you know, uh, sanded off. The rough edges of Splatoon that hasn't been sanded off that I find really interesting is like that that classic thing of it's easier to picture the end of the world than the end of capitalism because <laughs> like the world is ending and we still are <laughs> yeah. consuming and we still want to be stylish and like there's there's something to that that's very honest like it could come off as cynical but just the games toe this interesting line where like the single player campaigns tend to be a little bit more I don't know, intense or despairing. There's always like a like a weird military <laughs> or uh, or like underground resistance uh, uh, text to them. Whereas, you know, there's there's more of just like a social aspect to the the multiplayer stuff, I guess, to the to the competitive stuff. The the co-op stuff is, you know, again, a satire of having a terrible job and a boss who doesn't care about your safety at all. <laughs> um, <laughs> right. But yeah, the, all of this stuff to like to stare the darkness in the face, but come out with hope is, I think, like really powerful for reasons that, you know, you you probably don't have to draw a map to to explain why that could be appealing. in our. In our current epoch
1: mm-hmm. but you know where there is no hope is uh a way out should we talk about uh
0: let's so about
1: this uh this game that we played late <laughs> quite late well
0: so we we played it takes two last year and loved so much about it mechanically and were um i mean it we can't say that we weren't engaged with the story because our brains were leaking out of our ears, as I may have said.
1: Um, <laughs> oh no, we were a hundred percent
0: engaged with the story. <laughs> it was baffling and bizarre, so we went back and played uh Hayes uh previous game a way out uh what, can you can you describe a way out for for the kind people at home
1: I mean, it seemed like it was basically a um it it was is a video game take on this site on this idea of like the kind of crime drama interweaving narrative you know you think about like uh what is what is it like um uh heat or uh what was the one uh more recently with uh Denzel and Russell Crow, and Russell Crowe um oh. American Gangster yeah, yeah, you know this 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 idea of like kind of two interweaving narratives although in a way out you you come together pretty quickly um but it's just more you like separate ours, how these two yeah. guys yeah, it's just more like how do these two stories, you know, like where do they uh w- what is the conclusion, you're right. Like where, where are we headed with these two se- uh, separate stories? Although <laughs> we don't really know that in quite the same way until the end of the way of a way out. Um so I mean I guess we we have to just put a spoiler no, warning we'll spoil uh, it. in front it's of this, right? Because like we- there's no way to talk about where the game completely falls apart without talking about the the twist as it were, okay, so away oh, out was fucking weird. <laughs> I don't even know like where to start with this game.
0: we haven't actually said the premise is it's about a jailbreak you are yes. you are too yes. uh, i was
1: I was giving more of a like a like a like a mood or like genre vibe. Like breakdown yeah, but yeah, yeah like yeah. the actual yeah, the actual premise is yeah, it's a jailbreak with two <laughs> it dude. I I need I want to go back and like I want someone to go back and actually like try to pinpoint when this whole twist thing started cuz I just feel like in the same way that I've I've grown to really strongly feel like, you know, spoilers whatever, like don't ruin a good story. I feel like a twist often does. <laughs> if your story hinges on the idea of this twist or this surprise, that makes for a pretty lousy story. I, I, like. It's so hard to go back and even talk about what is happening in this game without like rolling my eyes or just like, oh god, like knowing what's coming. You want to
0: skip to the ending, but let's talk a little bit about all the insane shit that. Happens I know. Before that.
1: Okay, I'm gonna let you talk because I can't talk. I'm just gonna keep like, <laughs> oh, fucking like. I guess this is about dude oh yeah but oh this is, he's a criminal so i
2: i only like, watched the last like what like 20 minutes of you watched it?
0: us play the ending oh a couple God. of.
2: oh times. so you came in right when we were oh losing our mind, and i also was like the fuck is this <laughs> yeah. okay so as it begins
0: you are there's one character who's already in prison there's one character who's on like his first day of prison and is mm-hmm. yeah and uh, well, yeah, more on him later. And the premise is: you're the two of you decide to find you know, a way out. Uh, this quickly becomes weirder because there's some gangster named Harvey you're both connected to. Again, more on that later. Oh yeah, you know, who we were both hoping would be like a, a you know, we have Harvey Keitel at home. He's not that. He's a lot less interesting than that. Um, but you. Yeah. You break out of prison, but it's told in this really weird way where you like do the first part of the plan and they're like, oh, I can't get that vent open. And then it's like it's not clear what relationship you have to time. And now you're in the laundry room doing a different part of the plan. And like usually when you're doing like a heist or a jailbreak thing, the point is you make a plan then you see how it goes wrong. But this kind of blends the two. It's weird. It's It's a classic example, I think, of games aping cinematic language without necessarily finding the perfect way to translate what makes it function. All along the way, there's like co-op stuff that is kind of like an interesting Mark 1 version of the stuff in It Takes Two, which I think is overall a lot tighter and more successful in the way players work with each other. There's great moments in A Way Out, but there's also if really there's one thing to appreciate stuff. about
1: this, this game, yeah, it's, it's a how it was definitely good for them to run through it and see what could or couldn't work in that regard, because I think It Takes Two was stronger for it. Because It Takes Two, the gameplay was like solid, like nothing, there were no moments in that game that felt, you know... um weird or disparate in terms of like how your two characters were interacting in their different roles. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, there's a bit of that in this one. And I think that, that they had to kind of stumble their way through it a little bit totally, just totally. to figure out like what would work better for the next project. The protagonist so, and It Takes if Two. If nothing else. I, I remember seeing moments in, in A Way Out where it was like, okay, this is, this is something they did better later, but I can see what they were trying to do here. Right. Um, the contrast between yeah, the two I player
0: did. characters is much stronger, and it takes two, right? For, for 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 better and for worse, they have got a dynamic. Here, the characters are right, kind of a right. mush; they're not super distinct from each other.
1: They're also there's they're very interchangeable, yeah. and I think even the gameplay because you and I often like we would pick what we were doing, but I think when, especially at the beginning, more so, I remember weren't there often instances where it's like it didn't matter who did what, like you just kind of one of you had to yeah, do something, yeah, yeah, and yeah, the yeah, other yeah. one had to do the other thing. It wasn't it wasn't as. Um, as a, a specific. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Whereas in It Takes Two, usually, you know, Cody has a bespoke item and May has a bespoke item. So you've got your roles and you can, you can switch if you want to, but like, you know, the characters do specific things for specific animation. The characters,
1: the don't, you can switch, but the characters. Exactly don't right. Switch. Exactly right. Whereas yes. like, yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So you, you break out of this fucking prison. You, you go on the lamb. uh, you, uh, there's a lovely sequence where you like jam in a house that you've broken into. Um, Should we
1: we pause for a second? Because that actually was one of the more standout instances of the game, which was weird, like that kind of quiet moment. Like if we're talking about like cinematic language, it was interesting that they kind of nailed that part, like that sort Mm -hmm. of quiet moment, you know, in between... Um, the initial sort of uh, insanity and like right before you know things start to go crazier towards the end. Like, yeah, you
0: distract this couple that, so they leave their house, and then you have this moment of peace in their house. So it's like it is a very a genuinely peaceful moment. It's the first time these two guys have gotten to just kind of like hang out, but it's a it's a stolen moment in a bunch of different ways. I thought that was super effective.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. And I mean, I think this—if unless I'm wrong—isn't that the same um, uh, section of the game where we both call they both characters call their uh, their respective partners, I I believe... say uh, I know maybe like you right meet after, up yeah. with one of them later, mm-hmm. but
0: yeah, no, totally it's a it's a Sorry, part but... more about intimacy for sure, like on all those different levels, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. and that part's really good. that part's really, really good, um. I'm trying to think what else what else good to say before we, <laughs> before we dive
1: in. <laughs> Well, okay, here's, as far I mean, as what again, we enjoy... Okay, well, so even if we go back to the mechanics a little bit, I mean, th- those sections, like you said, like where you're kind of jamming or like even fixing the car, like mm. it does feel a little more um, focused, like in the way, like we were talking about how like, you know, a lot of uh, what they carried over to It Takes Two, um, the, the the things you are doing about, you know, uh, trying to get, you uh, what you need from the farm and then get away like something about those moments felt more i don't know i'm, I'm having a hard time uh articulating but yeah like it, it was a break it just it just felt i i can't
0: No, it had a really beautiful <laughs> a sense really of pacing which thing. is a hard thing to do in yeah co-op maybe games.
1: that's what i'm trying to get at. yeah the, the pacing because like because you're in the prison and you're trying to do these things it, it feels more you kind of feel the 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 strain of the the fact that you are playing a video game it's like when we're trying to you know uh what's the section where we're trying to think like trying to get the toilet off in the one cell yeah. yeah yeah like we kind of like fumbled through that like wait like what are we you know like how do we distract them like oh there's three which guards. Cues are we looking like, for oh, yeah like, no,
0: totally the three guards who look identical but are, are distinct and have distinct paths and yeah yeah
1: yeah we didn't realize you could like flip the camera and like oh this one's coming from this direction like it, it's yeah the the farm section felt a little more like it's um I want to say like kind of like stripped down, like it's like, yeah, you just you got to fix a truck together or you got to, you know, you can play music together or, you know, you guys both have to, you know, find clothes. I don't know. It just it just seemed like a little more. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And the the video gaminess of how in this scenario in real life, you wouldn't have much time. But here we you know, there it is just infinite time. Like the game will wait as long as you need it to. That didn't feel that didn't take me out of it. That just made it feel more kind of surreal in a way that worked,
1: you know, exactly. Yeah, exactly.
0: So then, but after you fix that. the truck. Uh, you don't kill any cops in the, about the same way Batman never kills anyone. Um, and you, you make your way. The one character's wife is uh, is about to have a baby, so you sneak into a hospital.
1: Um, that section is really that weird. whole section was interesting. That was remember that was where I specifically brought up like, hey, did you do you realize like they had to record and then program like. Like, you can talk to basically everybody in that lobby, and that was really strange to me. I, I didn't quite know what to extrapolate from that, but you have these really strange conversations with people that, like, you would think it might be like a commentary on, like, you know, healthcare systems or whatever, but, like, you you're just talking to people about their weird... Problem. Right. Yeah. It's almost like Mass Effect, like your shepherd
0: all of a sudden. But then, like, there's a weird overrepresentation of, like, hypochondria or people who may not have what they yeah. think they have for some reason. It's very odd. And so
1: it wasn't like it's, it's, if, if the, if the farm section worked really well, I wouldn't even say this didn't work. It was just a really strange moment like i couldn't tell if it was like people just needing to work out some of their stuff yeah well, in this section of the game well, pacing like, wise pacing was, wise right because
0: like they were trying to make it the lobby of the hospital feel like a lived-in place but just like the and the maternity ward uh and all of that but but there's there's just like such an overrepresentation representation of content at what should be kind of a moment where you just need to get upstairs and see your fucking wife
1: yeah in, in this in the same way that you said in in, the, in in a similar vein that you said the farm section like obviously in a real-time scenario you wouldn't have an infinite number of time but that doesn't take you out of the game because it is a quiet moment and it's these opportunities for you know your two characters to like connect oh god fuck, fuck this ending for your two characters to connect and like form a bond and We'll get there dear. We'll get there
0: dear listener. I promise we'll get there.
1: Um in in the same moment that works, the hospital seemed like it it just kind of like it's like it was like hitting a wall cuz if you're the kind of player that needs to like explore all instances of dialogue and like, you know, see what was put into the game, like that it fucks up the pacing real weird and real bad yeah, in that moment. Yeah. And that was just I I don't know that there's much more to say to it than that, but I just thought it was really interesting. Yeah. There, there's something to that. Why right? is the to hospital like, lobby the same? Whatever citadel? whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, whatever whatever the meetings were at Hayslight about like hey this is what we need to do, like that I'd be really curious yeah, to see yeah, like yeah.
0: Were these conversations but, from elsewhere uh, that they had to put somewhere? I, I don't even know. And then yeah. you can also, you can play, there's like a mini game in the hospital lobby too. Is it Connect Four? You can just like fucking play. Was there? Your, yeah, your wife's about right. wife to have a baby upstairs and you're playing Connect Four <laughs> oh with God. your bro. Um, and it's like, hey, we need to play this game. And so we, we, something we've managed not to mention. His is, I believe, a Swedish studio. There is one yes. uh, mostly successful American accent in It Takes <laughs> two, uh betrayed by the word squirrel, if I recall. Uh, this game takes place in America, uh, and, but, they,
2: but also Mexico land of the free home of the burgers, land
0: of the free where the burgers are great. You do go to Mexico
1: where the burgers are. I'm sorry. Yes. <laughs> land of the free where the burgers <laughs> are great. Go,
0: and yeah, I mean, I really, really, really enjoy definitely
1: it. definitely something every American person says. I'm always saying that. Uh, if you pass someone on the street and you say <laughs> land of the free guaranteed that other person's going to turn around and say where well, the burgers are great and double, double finger, <laughs> snap double, point double you, guns. Yes. As
0: El says, we do go to Mexico at one point. Let's not get ahead of ourselves, though. That's
2: when I joined you. <laughs> That's when, when you got, joined. Oh, God, you're and right. I was just like, we what went to the Mexico fuck is going yeah, we to
1: Mexico, <laughs> Mexico, 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 Mexico. Yes, we went to
0: Mexico in the Mexico province. uh, uh
1: God, where to begin with what, this?
2: So, someone's book was we went Mexican, to the city they of Mexico and whatever. Mexico
1: and Mexico. Well,
0: you're, you're speaking of It Takes no, I know, but Two. No, Where point Dr. Hakim is, is not go. Mexican, but his book right. is. So
2: that My question is, why are these people so obsessed with Mexico? I don't know.
0: They're... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what they think Mexico is. Right. <laughs> apparently what they
2: think Mexico is is the same as the Great British Bake Off. So. <laughs>
0: that part of the game is Mexican Week. It's true. Uh, but but most of the game takes place not in Mexico, 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 but America, America, America. I, I adore because there are <laughs> relatively few uh, big or even biggish budget opportunities to see... Uh, the the place where I grew up be culturally appropriated, and I really love it. I love, I, I love when a Bollywood movie takes place in New York. I, I love that shit. So or an anime that has like some kind of aspect of Americanness. Like I love that stuff. And this is very much that. The accents are all over the fucking map. Land of the free, where the burgers are great. Where are we? Where is the geography? We're kind of in the Smoky Mountains, and then we're and then we're extremely not. And there, it, it, it's just it's it, it, it's 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 Nightmare, and I love it.
1: (laughs) So then the last, what would you say? Quarter of the game, it becomes a over the shoulder shooter out of nowhere. nowhere, And the mechanics are not Uh,
0: uh, super well, because
1: at this point we are going to confront Harvey because we, we have decided that's just something, that's what we've got to do. Right. We'll, we'll never uh, know peace
0: until we take down the guy who's hunting us, which is, you know, it's a trope and it's sure fine. But the way we do that is we arm ourselves very heavily and we go to Mexico, Mexico, Mexico. We, this is not Batman doesn't kill people. This, we're just killing a lot of people. (laughs) Um, and we confront Harvey, and we murder the shit out of him, uh, and we get back this this big ass diamond that uh, that, that has been sort of the MacGuffin uh, throughout uh, the proceedings. And uh, and then what happens, dude?
1: And then we should, we haven't even said the characters' names. I've realized. Um, the That's characters, because don't Do I don't remember them. them? Do we? Do we have to say not one of them like Stan um, or something? Neither is Stan. No, hold no on, hold on. sounds um, of typing. Oh, gosh. This is gonna be. Hold on. I'm a, uh, uh, the only name I remember is Harvey. Harvey, yeah, right because they say it Harvey. so. Much. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: Vincent,
2: oh, that's right,
0: and uh, Leonard.
2: There it is.
1: Okay,
0: Leo, yeah, Leo. That's they call right. him Leo, that's yeah, right. but it's okay. useful. So,
1: yeah, so when we get the diamond, we then are treated inexplicably and unexpectedly to a flashback <laughs> um, where it, uh, no one asked for it no one was wondering about by the way <laughs> the game it's really went out of its way question to question that truly no one asked as a character <laughs> uh, you mean, you mean we, leo i believe as um, a character yes uh, to the to the the initial uh how leo got to prison oh. which was this uh this exchange gone wrong and we find out that I guess Vincent's brother was killed uh, in that uh, exchange gone wrong because Vincent was actually an undercover pig. Who, Leo, um, by the way, was an undercover uh, pig. Uh, wait, was it no? Vi- I, wait, who? Okay, I'm getting mixed up. Vin- so Vincent who, who? is Pacino, I,
0: and
2: okay, yeah. okay. God, whatever. We have Pacino. So, there's one who's a pig. Yeah. That's the point. Right. But no, but so, like, they,
0: these <laughs> you guys have been bonding. That's been the soul of the game. And mechanically, you've been working together. That's the whole fucking thing, right? But now yes. we do, like, a switcheroo. Because we should say Leo's the one who it was his first day in prison. Vincent was already there at the beginning of the game. And right, so we see right. that, like, this diamond deal that went wrong, which is how Harvey got the big ass MacGuffin diamond, uh, where Vincent's brother got killed, which I think we at least alluded to that earlier, that his brother had been killed in the deal. That's why we were going after Harvey. We find out that Leo, we, like, we do this, like, comical sweep to across the street where leo's in a fucking police van with a cop mustache
1: yes and which wasn't there <laughs> you know, he shaved his mustache before he went to the prison the first time we saw this scene yeah. by the way so then
0: leo is like he's like a fed uh who's who's in has this overly elaborate plot to get the big ass mcguffin diamond back and this involves Going to prison, gaining Vincent's trust, and then murdering dozens of people in Mexico, (laughs) uh, which would make sense if he was CIA, but I think he's supposed to be FBI. And, yeah, we do this big switcheroo, and then the game becomes PvP, essentially. You're still doing the same split-screen thing, but now, you know, quickly, Vincent's trying to get away, and Leo's trying to stop him, and then they have a big gunfight. And I think you and I, our question was... Why would we want to be playing this at this
1: point? So here so the the game is doing several things wrong at this point. One, it's completely betrayed its premise, right? Like you said, you've you've been building a relationship mechanically, you've been working together. So why like like, does the game, like, I, I made this comment, does the game think it's Castle Crashers? Like, are we now competing to see who gets to, like, kiss the girl? I guess we kind of sure, are, because one rage, of us is going home to our, you know, our yeah. partner. In Streets but of Rage
0: or in Castle Crashers, that's just, like, one little battle at the end. This is, like, <laughs> at least a half hour
1: of, like,
0: quite elaborate set pieces.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I mean, the, it, what blows my mind, especially for, you know, the, the, the studio that's kind of heralded for its, uh, um, you know, praised for its... uh uh, storytelling like there, there's no option to talk anything out like you're you're, you're mechanically <laughs> and physically not able to approach each other you can only shoot each other to progress the you're game. Literally
0: separated in the first part of the shootout, so like your only verb is use gun on man, right? Like you can't.
1: I don't know if it's because it's a non-U.S. company, but there is. I guess they're also assuming that like the pro cop option is something that people would be really down for. Like yeah, man. Like That's the other thing, right? Like if the reveal, like, wh- like the, the reveal <laughs> like... to us clear as day is oh
0: leo's the bad guy right like yes but but i I think the game thinks this is like ambiguous and you might be on this like is this is this lawful good or is this chaotic good and it's like no man that's not the story you wrote like he's a piece of shit one guy was trying to make stuff right and and, and was was being loyal and one guy was lying about literally everything he ever said and, and had only bad intentions and orchestrated a mass murder even
1: going back to the inception of this whole motivation it's like the, isn't the implication kind of like that his brother was not a cop? Like that he was like, hey, I just need you to like be here for this thing. Like, I don't know. Like, like I, so I, I'm unfair. trying to remember. Like, yeah. did the funeral, like, did he get, like, did we see his brother's funeral? Did he get like the full whatever? Like, to me, the tone of it I remember watching was like, I, it feels more like his brother was just like, I just need you to help me with this thing. You'll be fine. We'll be watching you. Because like his his anger and his frustration with that or whatever. And his like fucking insanity for revenge is like, I could be wrong, but I feel like if you had someone in the same business as you being, you know, a fucking cop, it's like, there's some assumption of risk. Like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, yeah. it's also not clear. like, Like he's, like he's just a piece of shit he's just a piece like, of garbage like, because
0: also like the f- like again it could be satirical if the game's tone was different that, that there's this unbelievably elaborate manipulative plot that gets I, I really can't emphasize enough a great many people killed um <laughs> <laughs> if if yes. we're monitoring the, the diamond drop, then why, didn't, why, did, why don't we just like drop Caltrops outside the, the fucking garage and when Harvey tries to get away, we grab Harvey right then and there. It's over. We did it. It's, like, the, the, it's this like ludicrously contrived circuitous plan that only makes sense if you're trying to make this game, right? Like there's no reality to it like, at all.
1: Yeah, I, that's. I think uh, that's
0: where it hits your point about like when you build a story around a twist, the twist cheapens everything that worked about the
1: story up to that point. Yeah, because like, because at this point, I, I, were, were you just like? I think you even said to me like, I'm just putting my controller down. <laughs> like, <they're> just, <laughs> like, like, why, why would I try? Like, what?
0: Yeah, no, you were, you were Vincent, and I was Leo, and I'm mm-hmm. like, I mean, drive the fucking boat away. Why would I stop you? you <laughs> you're correct here. <laughs> like, I want
1: you to get away, and I
0: want Leo to be sad forever.
1: <laughs> but the way, the- yeah, we even watched, I guess I, well, and I think we even said like, what was the one, the one thing that they like was like, I don't need, it's not even a saving grades. It's just like a one observational thing that they maybe got. Okay. Cause I think we were both expecting it. It was like at the end when, um, uh when Vincent goes to, uh, to Leo's wife's uh, trailer, and we're like, "Don't, don't, don't oh collapse yeah, in his that arms. was the like, one don't, thing. Don't, yeah. don't, and she just kicks out. I was like, okay, like Thank God. she should have been way angrier yeah. and maybe beat the shit out of him or something. Yeah, but yeah. at the very least, they didn't go to like yeah. that stupid trope, like yeah, you know, of like, him getting to comfort was, her. Yeah, yeah. yeah, right, right. Uh, it's uh, it could have been worse. Yeah, this was uh
0: Here's the takeaway: Light, uh makes really like they're doing space in in the world of of, uh, of really tight co op that you and I love. Their stories are banana pants crazy <laughs> and I hope they write three dozen more
1: that's what I was going to say that's the interesting thing is like I, I, I'm not I was going to say we're not shitting on them but I think we're kind of shitting on them I'm definitely shitting on them and I think it's can it's camp. not I, yeah, that I'm sorry finish the thought it, it, no, what were you gonna say? What you might have used the right word. I was about to use. I was gonna.
0: I was gonna say I have a camp appreciation, right? Like it's yes, that's it's exactly a passionate right. I was failure, like, and we are celebrating it in a certain yeah, way.
1: They could make. They could make maybe the like one of the best games ever made if they had a better writer or a team of writers who kind of like understood, you know, and, and obviously if you want to try a different. Huh? <laughs> Understand humans, but again, part yes. part of the appeal sure. is, part of the appeal um, is the lack of understanding of humans. I'm sorry, please continue. I was gonna say, I, I was this would I feel like if the, it, like it's something about the setting, right? I guess like oh yeah, if they just if if they if they made a game built around the the culture and and the country and where like they're based. It would probably have a more resonance, even if we didn't get it. It's like it would feel more earnest, right? Sure. I mean, not that's and even that's wrong because there's an earnestness to these games that's just painfully earnest. They are an like, irony-free zone. It's like it's like driving. It's like driving. It's like driving on the wrong side of the highway very earnestly. Like it's like just
0: yeah, yeah. Like it's you're, just... you're on you're on a highway and you're or you're on the street, Maybe So you can like see the person's face. He's driving the wrong way, and they're just smiling. They're having a great. They don't know. They have no idea. They're on the wrong they're... side. <laughs> they think they're, oh, yeah, <laughs> oh, they're they're very special games <laughs> and again I, I like we are we are obviously being critical but but we're doing so in a way we're like we we were having a blast I mean like the, the degree to which it ends up being copaganda sucks and I hate it uh, but 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 know, y'all were
2: having fun you were the, laughing yeah, yeah. even yeah. that
0: level yeah of no I mean
1: yeah no we're and I mean even the same thing with you know Dr. Hakeem's Mexican book it's the same vein. like <laughs> as much as we disagreed with like you know the The narrative approach. It's like, yeah, it's fun because of how wrong it is. I guess it it doesn't feel malicious. It just feels like weird,
0: (laughs) right? No, it's giving you terrible relationship advice, but it's not doing it out of cynicism or malice. It's just doing it because you're you're right. You're you're reading something written by someone like these are these are auteur works in a certain sense. And they this person just has an extremely weird understanding of reality. And that's yeah, super complex. Or at least
1: of how that like those function. Like yeah. So so yeah, a way out was what would you even call it <laughs> a prototype an, an unrepeatable like, uh, uh, experience <laughs> yeah i mean yeah i don't yeah we should
0: have streamed ourselves playing and i'm a little glad we just had it just for us but we did stream ourselves playing most of uh, it takes two so I'll, I'll link to that if folks want to see us losing yeah. losing their losing our minds <laughs> if you
1: want to see us losing our
0: minds over a haze lake if you want to see irreversible um, psychic damage being done to the two of us <laughs> <laughs> Um, let me actually. Oh, so man. your thing about twist-centric stories, really quick, like kind of lightning round. Um, I've continued playing Final Fantasy fourteen this
1: year, and uh, that has predicted. Wait, wait. I'm sorry. I just have to put one more layer. Oh, on please, this, please. Because I just looked this up because I was curious. So, because you, because that was pointing out like the the strange obsession with Mexico yes. and the sort of non-awareness so of like American culture. So the the creative uh, found the the founder and creative director Joseph Ferris. I'm sorry if I'm saying his name wrong is actually Lebanese and Interesting. moved Sweden okay. when he was 10. So that's just to put another, I don't know what to say huh. about that other than it's just another little layer of, huh. Uh, huh. you know, he escaped uh, civil, he fleed the civil war with his family and- um, now he makes these games and I you know do it that way I wonder it's it's, okay so all of these different layers and things it's just fascinating random
2: tangent there's a huge number of Lebanese um, immigrants who've resettled in Colombia specifically I don't know if that's true of Mexico as well but I wonder if like he has some other family that is in Mexico and he like Mm. went there one time or something or like has heard about you know what I mean like there's just something interesting there where I'm like "Hmm," because um, for those of you that don't know Shakira is actually half Lebanese um it's it's true there's a lot of I did not know that. Yeah, there you cool. go. There's a lot of uh, Lebanese people in Colombia and yeah. maybe that's true in Mexico as well. I and these g- these games I think
0: that the you know to put a cap on it these games are insane but much like Shakira's hips <laughs>
1: they don't lie. <laughs> <laughs> they, They're so earnest. They're yeah. speaking their truth. Yeah, that's 100%. And no, sincerely 100% I do hope they keep making more cuz um if it takes two, as any indication, they've they've got the gameplay component down. Oh yeah, and it's kind of win win. Either their stories are just off the rails insanity, which is great, or they will work their way towards you know, their, their, their opus, as it um, were.
2: I know yeah. you didn't stream it, but you did take some screenshot footage of the moment with the, what was it? The letter that you were trying to hand each other. Yeah. Yeah, you did save that. So that oh, was, oh, okay. so good. So that can, that can at least be the, uh, yeah.
0: that can at least be the banner for this episode. Yeah, that's like, okay. Excellent. Yeah. Good. <laughs> I did hit record. I don't think I was recording our voices. I think I was just capturing.
2: Game the play. moment. Yeah, yeah, it's excellent. Yeah. Uh,
1: uh, yeah. So that was, that was, that was the game
0: that was it so that's a way out um recommended <laughs>
1: uh, i mean yeah kind of i mean it okay so like i would recommend worth it having, the same way yeah. like yeah, the same the same way like L. You've been playing like the original Animal Crossing. It's like if you liked Yeah, uh, it takes two or any kind of like you know really good solid co op game. Like check out a way out. It's yeah. uh, it it like Drew said. It's an <laughs> an unrepeatable experience. Exactly.
0: <laughs> These kinds of games, gameplay wise, are extremely thin on the ground. And so to get to have a big budget one and then also get one of the more bonkers stories you've ever experienced is like n- no shit a, r- a rare pleasure. You know, like it's.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: I don't (laughs) co-sign the studio's understanding of life, the universe, and everything, but I really enjoy spending some time in their world. Absolutely. So, yeah, I was going to say about FF14, it is also... Uh, a plot line that suffers from the twist centricness. I as I've been playing through and I'm I'm up to the current end game uh right now. To
1: to, to the people who don't know and I don't think they know, I just I have to add as before you continue yeah. that um we have uh, with our friend group a uh, a whole chat in our Discord dedicated to Final Fantasy 14 and within that and probably what has more traffic is the um the uh high sodium <laughs> side chat or salt. So I I love uh, oscillating between both chats because um, the the FF14 proper chat has, is Drew praising the game and loving it and the sodium side chat is drew losing his mind (laughs) over um i should probably (laughs) some of the more insane choices in that game i should probably
0: (laughs) do an analysis um of of what the percentage is of which i'm doing because like when the game is good it's so goddamn good i think what i said last time in our our episode with frankie is it's like one of the best meals you've ever eaten but in between each course they bring you a bowl of sawdust and make you eat it Like why? Why am I? Why am I killing? They, six bring, old you, they bring
1: you a Slim Jim uh, palate cleanser. <laughs> 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 uh, I hope you enjoyed our third course, the filet mignon. Now, before we begin the dessert course, if you could just pop this Slim Jim in your mouth. It is expired. Randy Savage is going to shove it into your face. <laughs> oh yeah,
0: yeah. It's it's
1: a lot. It, it 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 very much do be like that. Is that? Am I dating myself? Do kids even know Randy Savage <laughs> is, is and his relation to Slim Jim? <laughs> I think he lives as
0: a meme. I don't know if they know he did Slim Jim commercials. <laughs> Snap into a slim gym. Uh yeah, so so both of those, like the high sodium and the and the and the praise are both very much there. And as I am in this chat, a lot of high sodium side chat is me just being like am I not supposed to be asking these kinds of questions about the plot? <laughs> and our friends who have, who had already played this stuff, like, sometimes don't understand the question, because usually, like, if you're consuming the plot as a series of facts, there are answers to these questions later, but they could be, like, 20 hours later, and they're, like, kind of big questions. <laughs> and I think it's because, uh, our, our good friend, the mysterious Ian K, said this, when a plot is, you know, it hangs its hat so completely on twists, all anybody remembers are the, like, mind-blowing moments. They don't, or, like, it's hard for your brain to even remember the storytelling Telling or order of information, which is gen- generally pretty weird in FF fourteen <laughs> um, order of information stuff. But I will say I played um, the expansion before this one. Shadowbringers is an incredibly well told story. That's the only time I felt like I was playing the game. People were describing like I've enjoyed bits of it throughout, but that shit is great. Uh, it's like this parable about. I guess, like, eco-fascism. It's also kind of an isekai. Like, you go to a different reality within the game, which gives them permission to let go of all the baggage that they have, you know, in, in a whole bunch of the rest of the game and just, like, tell a new weird story. Uh, it's visually crazy. It's It's just good. It's just good. But even that one has a lot of sawdust in it, so yeah. Sawdust, <laughs> <laughs> and they also put a cozy game in it now, which is which is very weird. It's called Island Sanctuary, and you you know you gather stuff and you build your little thing. But it's like it's slowly becoming less about having like a little island and more about running a plant almost like you're producing stuff to sell on the mainland and it's like you know all all cozy games all survival games have a little bit we've talked about this before a little bit of that fantasy of the undiscovered country where Mm -hmm. like there are no people there yet and you get to settle the wild land and in this case your laborers are robots and there genuinely are no people there yet so it's very much that but they are robots and they're cute robots and it's just you and it's fairly wholesome, but there's, there's that aspect to it. And it's, I don't know, maybe I'm not far enough to have a full read on the, uh, the semiotics of Island Sanctuary, but as you know, this is the first MMO I've really gotten into. And the fact that it contains multitudes is of course, part of the experience. So that's my check-in on final fantasy 14. <laughs> I've been reporting, and, and as predicted, this has cut into the number of other games I've played <laughs> this year significantly, uh, but I have been playing other stuff. Again, we don't focus too much on things there are episodes about, but Purgatory Dungeoneer is out. We talked to Damian Crawford about that a while ago. It's really good. It's a roguelike that's, that's like hyper-focused on like class synergy and JRPG battles. Uh, it's extremely good. It's got a very good soundtrack. Um yeah, I think uh, I think that more or less brings us up to speed. Oh, I I played the uh, the update to Boyfriend Dungeon. Speaking of dungeoneering games, they finished that. Oh. They put in the hammer and um and the uh, the scythe <laughs> and uh, and the uh, and the axe and those were all really really good additions. I know that game took a lot. I, got, of... I
1: gotta ask, why did you giggle when you said the scythe? <laughs> uh,
0: that storyline's a little kinky. Um, oh. Ah, yeah, it's 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 pretty good. It's pretty good. It's they're well written relationships. Um yeah, I think that game took a lot of people by surprise because like the core story is very much about bad relationships and gaslighting and asshole people. Um which you know, you wouldn't think going in, you'd expect it to be more in the wholesome lane, but I think overall the effect of the way it like visualizes relationships and self-improvement and all that kind of stuff and uh yeah, and it it worked for me. I thought it was a good game.
1: I dig it. As an as an aside to come back, uh I'm looking at the cover of a way out and I'm realizing that um um god who's who i'm so <laughs> vincent is the pacino looking
0: guy who is not a cop
1: okay all right so vincent is uh uh is uh is looking away from the camera with his back to it and leo is looking right at the camera we should have known mm, we should have he known. breaking
0: the fucking fourth wall yeah he knows where the, he knows where the the, <laughs> the camera, camera is, is yeah. yeah yeah we were told we were told Oh, two two more quick notes. I started uh, we are OFK, which Frankie mentioned looking forward to. This is like a, an episodic um, just, just, just a story about artists and musicians uh, and, and life and everything. Um, I think I described the aesthetic as like, it looks the way it feels when you stayed up too late to see a band and you have to function the next day. It's got this kind of hazy quality to it. That's really nice. Uh, been enjoying that. I haven't finished all of it. Um, and uh, oh, I have an important question for you, dude. Have you platinumed yes. Wordle yet?
1: <laughs> I have not. Okay. The fight I saw that you did, I think.
0: No, that was cheating. My dad um my dad showed me his board and he always uses the same starter and he had like, oh, you know, he had like 4 out of 5 yellows, I so I, I I just I had a, I had information going
1: in. Got it. Yeah. Got for it. for those who I
0: don't know the not. context here, Luce is going to stop <laughs> playing Wordle as soon as he gets the word on his first guess. That is the last thing he has yet to do in the game.
1: Yes, exactly. Um.
0: Yeah, I think anything from anybody else? Covered. Ellie, you got anything else? You've pretty much just been reacting for a bit, which i except
2: uh... that the first part, all I did was talk about the games I've been playing in the Steam deck. <laughs> Steam deck. Steam
0: Deck, five out of
2: five, ten out of ten. Oh yeah, very much so. Deck out of deck. Yeah. Yeah. Emulators against. Yeah. It's, st- <laughs> it's Steam again. It's so steamy.
0: So so steamy. Um, I guess before we go, anything anybody's looking forward to? I think we this year has been a game storm, and that is not over yet.
2: I'm counting down the days till my new Pokemon. Yeah, Pokemon. We're going to play that
1: for sure. I guess, yeah. I think I it's funny. I feel like I have a... I, I mean, there's so many Pokemon games, but I have my own personal cycle, which is like I play one like every six years or five That's years right, or something, yeah. so... I think I'm about due, so maybe I'll check this one out since it allegedly has uh, some kind of co-op. Apparently the co-op is twofold. And, uh, there
0: are raids on like big ass special Pokémon like you could do in Sword and Shield and then also just in the open world, you can just like wander around. They claim you can like catch Pokémon together as a group, which sounds very rad. So, and apparently it's going to yeah. be a little more Arceus like in terms of the uh the uh you know, the movement and the way the the maps are laid out.
1: Yeah, other than that, the, the other games I'm looking forward to. Uh, um, well, so Gotham Knights, I'm kind of on the fence about just because I was very excited at the idea of playing with you know four people, but I guess now it's two, and it seems like a lot of the development cycle has been gone has gone back and forth between good news, bad news. Like I, I don't really know what to expect from the game at this point. So if anything, I'll probably wait for some reviews, uh, the reviews, yeah. or just even some like gameplay footage before I jump into that because. I was initially very excited, but now it seems like it's not that it would necessarily be bad, but it's just not what I would expect because um, I don't know what to expect. So we had
0: We had Osamadorius on the show, uh, who's one of the main creative voices behind the game, but he couldn't talk about it
1: at all. So,
0: right, Yeah. Right. yeah. So we don't know much about that. But yeah, it's the whole premise is there are four Robins, but then only two of them can play together at once, which is a very weird design choice. Uh, the core of it looks kind of good, but it also looks like it has a whole bunch of that kind of triple A thing of like, oh, good, I get an upgrade that ups my punching by five percent that really that's really the experience of being batman <laughs> yeah yeah so so we'll see we'll see i'm um, reserving judgment until i've actually uh played the yeah at some point.
1: and then the the first triple a game that i've been excited for in like years is uh, ragnarok yeah which i think comes out next dad month
0: dad of boy dadnarok that's coming out that's coming yeah. out soon
1: yeah yeah dad of boy dad of boy dad rock
0: Late October, early November is going to be uh, Beastly, actually, because Bayonetta 3 is coming out at the end of this month.
1: Oh, gosh, um, I should get Bayonetta 2. I never played that one. Dude, they're both both of the first two are very good. Uh,
0: and then also Harvestella is coming out in early Oh, early that's November. right. This is a farming yeah. game uh, put up by Square Enix, I believe, uh, where the premise is you've got kind of a fifth season to deal with. There's a season of death that comes every so often in the cycle. So I guess you're like you're doing farm and adventure stuff, trying to change that so it's it, you're it's do, in, you're
2: building an acorn in a 50s
0: yeah yeah that was a lot of literary references so <laughs> <if you're, laughs> nk jemisin octavia butler look them up we talk about them a lot in the show actually <laughs> yeah. um but yeah no i mean it, it definitely fits into that lane we were talking about about how like hey the world's definitely ending now what um how hopeful it ends up being i can't tell you
1: can i i have to say it's always fun to talk to you too because um there's a, this, this is completely an aside, had nothing to do with games, but I, 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 I am not cool by any means. Like I, there, there's, I'm not like a trendsetter. I've never been ahead of the curve, like whatever. But my one, my one hipster cred, uh, is I, for the first time in my life, I am feeling the simultaneous like vindication, frustration around Octavia Butler, mm. Because she sat on my mom's shelf since I was a kid. I read those books when I was super young. That
0: edition of Don you showed me with the very white and ladies on the cover. Never heard
1: never heard <laughs> and never talked to anybody who had Yeah, never talked to anybody who had ever heard of her and now she's entered you know, the discourse in a really profound way and I'm like I'm super happy and I also get to be like I told you. I mean obviously not in the seventies like my mom, but you know, but (laughs) you know, when I was that that kid reading this stuff, um, yeah, that I I appreciate that she's uh yeah she's just on more people's radars now and that she's um more outwardly influencing um new writers. Yeah absolutely that's really cool. So Uh, yeah now it's funny we're talking about the list of uh, the games coming out I think by the next by the time we do the next one of these which might be the the year in review uh, that might be the first time I've actually played several new games but if your list is any indication because yeah this is the first time in a while where there's been like several new games I've been interested in so welcome back to the fold how do you do fellow gamers
0: Thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, we appreciate it a whole, whole lot. The Everybody's Talking to Once podcast is hosted and produced by me, Drew Messenger Michaels, with uh, with, with help of all kinds. From Francis Michelle Cannon, who's not here, Lucio Valentino, who is, and El Viegas, who also is.
2: <laughs> That's me.
0: <laughs> well, well prosy de reference So, uh yeah, if you want to find the show, you can find it everywhere podcasts are a thing. Uh, our logo is by Aaron Perry Zucker using icons from the Noun Project. The current version of our theme song is by me. You can find more music I make at carpe demon.band or by checking out this year's Charity EP Jam at charityepjam.bandcamp.com. Proceeds from the latter go to Able Gamers. Uh, hope to see you in two weeks. We're going to have some kind of interview. I should also say that listening is something we appreciate tremendously, and there's no pressure to do anything but that, but if you would like to help out the show in some other way, you can do that by telling a friend, leaving us a good rating or review, or if it doesn't cause you any financial hardship at all, uh, throwing us a few bucks on Patreon, Ko-fi, or Gumroad. I want to extend a tremendous thanks to our current patrons with a special thanks to Carlos De Los Santos at Darth Raptora, and an even specialer thanks to the Mysterious Ian K, aforementioned, and Lucas Kosin, who I believe uh, gave me one of those lovely DMs that I mentioned earlier. So thanks for that, Lucas, and thanks for your continued support. I think that's it. Okay, bye. Ella's been threatening to eat the mic this whole time. <laughs> she, just put, she just put the mic in her mouth, so it's probably oh, time problem. to... Oh, no, don't do that. Um, bye. Bye.